hey, hey, this is episode 69 of A Mindset on Things Above, How to Build a New Emotional House. Okay, hi guys. <laughs> there is definitely something going around and I got it. So I was just thinking about recording with like congestion and being a little stuffy. I think there's only one other time on the whole podcast that I recorded an episode while being stuffed and made some comment at that time too about you know how not appealing it sounds to listen to someone who's stuffy but here we are doing the thing I would doing the thing anyway this is episode 69 I want to talk to you about our emotional house what that is why it's important to be aware of and how to build a different house if you want if that's what you want so It's always my intent in every episode, whether I'm sharing a story or talking about myself or whatever it is, I want to give something practical for you to take away and use right away. That's going to be helpful or like applicable for you. I want that in every episode and today's no different. So what is an emotional house? (laughs) We all have a set of emotions, and I want you to start thinking about the emotions that you go to frequently. We all have them. They're all they're either like a habit that I just go there in my mind or I feel this. It's my default emotion. Um, for example, a default emotion that I realize I would opt to at the drop of a hat, like for anything, was frustration. I would be frustrated about every little thing. Doesn't matter what it was, if I was cooking in the kitchen or driving in the car or doing laundry or working in my business or at work, whatever. There were things and I would opt for frustration easily and quickly. So for you... What is a set of emotions that you feel the most often? You frequently go there. Maybe it's desperation, hopelessness, or a positive emotion like elation or optimism, like futuristic. I feel that one a lot. I'm very like future-minded. So these emotions are not always good ones or bad ones, but they are familiar and safe. It's what we know. And so that is the home that we go back to. We're familiar with them. We're comfortable with these emotions and they do something for us. Even if it's a quote unquote negative emotion or an unpleasant emotion, one that doesn't benefit us, it does something for us, which is why we go back to it. It actually fills a need for us. So that's really interesting to consider. But if you're able to, I would definitely grab something to write with. I'm going to take you through a little exercise to build this emotional house. 
so that you have like a really clear idea of what's going on. It's so helpful to see it on paper rather than try to feel it in your heart or think about it in your mind. So on your sheet of paper, just draw a line down the middle and on the left, write empowering at the top and on the right, write disempowering. Okay, and now fill out your lists. What emotions are empowering? Maybe that's what we're talking about. Optimistic, futuristic, and that makes you feel light or eager or what are your empowering, your positive emotions on the left and then on the right, of course, what are emotions that you know do not benefit you, do not get you closer to your goal. In fact, these emotions keep you stuck or swimming in confusion or doubt or lack confidence. What are your disempowering emotions? But these are emotions that you feel like maybe all the time. (laughs) Maybe these disempowering emotions, like you feel at least a couple times a week, you go there. Like, oh yeah, I'm so frustrated. Like I always go back to anger or impatience. But I know these aren't necessarily good for me, but I still go back there. Okay, so... Now think about and circle on both sides what are two or three of your most frequently felt emotions. Circle them so you see them like plain as day. Oh, I feel eager at least at some point every day, for example. I feel a sense of eagerness and I'm just like giddy in my boots. What is something that you feel the most often out of your list? And circle on both sides, two or three. Oh yeah, I feel this all the time. So your go-to. And so this is your emotional house. You have, I don't know what your list is. I think I came up with 13 or 14 combined of my emotions on both sides. And then I circled two or three of my top from each side, this is your emotional house. And if you want to experience an extraordinary quality of life, you're going to want to be cultivating extraordinary emotions. So a few weeks ago, we talked about elevating your thinking and how to just sees a thought sometimes that leads you down a path of disempowering emotions sometimes you can just zip like zip the lip I'm not thinking about that that is a low level thought that creates zero results it does not create the result that I'm after I know I need to elevate my thinking and and stay more often, not 100% of the time, but more often in my empowering emotions. So we are human, okay? And it is human to experience any and all emotions. It's not completely bad and awful to be in disempowering emotions at all ever. 
But what comes out when you, for example, smash your toe? What comes out of you when you are in a shocking situation or something that you would think is bad happens unexpectedly? That's the condition of your heart. So you go back to your list, circle your two or three emotions circle emo like think about these emotions as they would positively change your life if you spent more time feeling the empowering ones and less time feeling the disempowering ones what about your life would change if you felt these top two or three disempowering emotions just less You still felt them, just less. Can you imagine what would change about your life? How your approach or your outlook or your attitude might be different? And how would that impact people around you? Your sphere of influence, your significant other, your family, people you love, maybe your clients, maybe people you work with. How would they be affected? If you've rearranged your emotional house. <clears throat> okay, so how did we build this house in the first place? The emotions that are on your two lists, how did they even get there? Because I'm sure they vary from person to person. They're all a little unique, a little different. Your list is not going to look exactly like mine and neither mine yours. So... We did it in three steps without even realizing it. And this, I love this. This is the work that I have set out to help my people with. We don't see. We don't see. I did not see for such a long time. I didn't see how my thoughts were creating what I was experiencing in my life. I did not know that was coming from me. It I, it literally makes sense. <laughs> like, how could you not understand? Like looking back, Katie, how could you not understand that what you were experiencing in life? I'm broke. I'm frustrated. I never have money. I can't save. I don't have enough. Blah, blah, blah. I'm sad. Um, All these things about my whamby-pamby life. How would you not think that is coming from you my point about we don't see and that I was in for a long time was blaming the blame game well this is why I'm broke this is why I have to work three jobs and a side hustle that's the reason why this is happening to me This is why I'm sad. This is why I'm frustrated. I had a reason and an excuse, but it wasn't because of me. It wasn't my fault, of course. I'm a victim. It's everything outside of me. So we built our emotional house without even realizing it in three steps. And the most common, like I say, this is what I'm out to help my people with. The most common is to identify that, and all of humanity does this, 
is that we react to circumstances without regard. Dude, growing up as a kid, to tell you the truth, honestly, like I had a bad attitude. I had a bad attitude. I didn't like what was happening in my life. I was a sourpuss. I had, I looked down on myself and my abilities and what was possible for me. I had a bad attitude and that was my reaction, my natural response. We are prone to depravity, are we not? We are born with a sinful nature. And so all of humanity, we all do this without seeing it 99% of the time without even realizing, dude, I just responded in a way that is not conducive to the experience I want to have in my life long term big picture I just responded to somebody who cut me off in a way that is not honoring my best self or the person that I'm trying to become does that make sense so here we are we're all responding and reacting without regard unfiltered unintentionally to our circumstances and thought by thought, we're building this house. Uh, in a previous episode, we talked too about after a while, after a period of time of responding and reacting, and this is how I think about life, etc. X, Y, Z. Now this becomes your personality. Now this is a character trait. I am a sour person. I am a negative person. I am a person who has a bad attitude. After a period of time, now this becomes who you are and people identify you as that. Oh, Sally, she's just, (laughs) something came to mind. I won't say it. You can imagine. Oh, she's just blankety blank blank. Like that's how people identify you now because of your common, unfiltered, unthought response to things. So, okay, build our house. That's the most, maybe the first thing to identify is how it makes sense to us, how we respond. It might not make sense to anybody else. And this is how I respond, not Sally. Makes sense to me that I should think poorly about my life or have a poor outlook, for example, So, yeah, we've talked before on the podcast about your before and after. That's a great episode. I can't think of what it's called off the top of my head. I, maybe it's, maybe the title is like before and after. I can't remember. But anyway, we asked a couple questions about ourselves, our current self, And this idea of our after self, who you are after you've accomplished your goal. And we asked what predominant emotions that we've had that has led us up to where we are today. So I even just think back of when I graduated college. 
So here I am, I'm out of high school, I'm going to college, I'm in college, I'm on the struggle bus in college, I'm a poor college student, I'm working, I'm taking classes, I'm trying to pass classes, this whole scenario, if you can imagine. And when I was done with college and now I'm like free to live my life, um, I could look back the whole time and pinpoint the thoughts that I had, the attitudes that I harbored, which created my result of who I was and where I was after I was out of college. And that made sense to me. Um, that was what I made my circumstances mean and how I felt about myself. So that's how I got to where I was at that point in my life. Believing and feeling and thinking struggle bus. I'm broke. Finances are so hard. It's so tough. If only I were married, it wouldn't be so hard. I wouldn't be on a single income. That was my story. So in your before and after reviewing back, looking back up until this point today where you're at, what have you been thinking predominantly? Go look at your house your emotional house, your top emotions that you have felt most frequently and ask the place I want to go. Can I still be feeling these ways? Can I still be thinking this way? If I want to be successful in my life, in my business, in my relationships, can I be thinking and having a sour, poor attitude about myself? If I want to have an extraordinary experience or quality of life um not conducive does that make sense so maybe it's time to build a different house if we want to create a different experience of our life and reach that goal do that thing create that result can you imagine it has taken me a long time to learn this my friends and only, it, it's so easy to go back there. I was going to say, and only in the past couple of years have I really, like, made a change. But it's so easy to go back. So the option for you to wallow in the emotions that set you back or keep you stuck or do not are not conducive to the person you want to become. It's so easy because it's our habit. I lived a certain way for 10, 12 years. My attitude about my finances was the same for like 10, 12 years. I see that. So it's a habit. Did you know, I might have mentioned something like this before, that once you're about 35 years old, that essentially you're living on autopilot. You, you go about your day. You don't even have to think about what you're doing or make choices anymore. You just do. You just do what you got to do. You do your life. You do your things without deciding or thinking about it. You're pretty much on autopilot. And most of human behavior 
just becomes a habit. Isn't that crazy? So you're not even living your life. You're just on autopilot. Um, and we use circumstances to go back to our emotional home. To stay where it's comfortable and familiar to us. Um, so, for example, the 10 to 12 years that I was talking about, when I had a bad attitude about money, <laughs> I would use circumstances to go to my emotional home of frustration and depression um, and pity party. Like, woe is me. Woe is me. This is so hard. This isn't what I want, but th- this, there's no other way. I would use circumstances as an excuse to go to my emotional home it was my green card it was my way out of not being responsible of not putting in effort of not creating a different result it was easier for me to believe I couldn't and to put my power in everybody else's hands it was too painful and I think we've talked about that before oh my gosh we've talked about how painful it is to take responsibility and look to yourself as the reason you are where you're at in your life. That hurts because maybe it's a divorce. Maybe it's financial ruin. Maybe it's something that's really not fun. And then for us to take responsibility and say, yeah, I did that. Scream, kick, cry, no, let me run away, no. That's what I did for a long time. But now I help my clients gradually, carefully, patiently, graciously develop the boldness and the courage to say, yeah, I played a role. It's not my fault, but I am responsible. Because when you can do that, sweetheart, Now you can do something about it. Do you want to be a victim all your life? Katie, do you want to be a victim all your life? Or do you actually want to do something about it? Do you want to change? Because it's only up to you. Only you can change. Only you can decide to think different thoughts. And I didn't for a long time. I thought the same thoughts. The same thoughts. The same thoughts for a long time. So we use circumstances, whatever they might be, to go back to our comfy, cushy, emotional home. Have you ever seen someone respond to something that had you like scratching your head? You're like, why did they fly off the handle at that? Why did they have a meltdown about that? (laughs) You're like, really? Why did they do that? Because they went to where it was comfortable and familiar to them. And we do the same thing. They had a reason, excuse, a circumstance to do it by. So here are three things. We just picked out one, our response to circumstances unintentionally. But here are three things that you can do to tear down and build a new emotional home. You still got your pen and paper? So in regard to our circumstances, situations in life that come our way, we interact with, 
okay? You get to decide, imagine this, purposefully and intentionally how you want to respond. Dude, that for me is like pulling teeth. Because if you want to respond differently than what feels right and true and valid to you, if you want to respond in any other way, it's like pulling teeth. Because it's our ego that's like, no way, Jose, ain't no way. Mm-mm. I, that's not true. I'm not thinking that. I'm not going to just pretend like nothing happened. We get very resistant and argumentative when we're put outside of our emotional home. Okay, but no more being controlled by your circumstances. So here's number one. You can ask yourself and think about what are you going to focus on? I use my finances, my story about finances a lot just because it's easy and maybe it's relatable. I don't know. But what are you going to focus on? Am I going to focus on how many hours I work or how I don't have money to buy this, that, and the other? Or how I'm, I don't have money to pay my bill on Friday? What do I want to think about and focus on? Because that's a choice, y'all. <laughs> and... I want to tell you, even regardless of whether it's true or not, that's so important. Write it down. Write it down. Regardless of whether it's true or not. That sounds kind of weird, but sometimes it doesn't matter if it's true. The truth is I'm negative $35 in my account. That is a fact, that is data, that is information, that is true, maybe, but it doesn't matter. Remember when we were talking about elevating our thinking? How do you feel when you think that crummy thought? I don't care if it's true, I don't care if it's a fact. It doesn't matter if it makes you feel like a failure or super unmotivated. Let me go crack open a pint of ice cream and just sit on the couch until my shift. (laughs) Okay, so you can focus on what you have or what you don't have. You can focus on what you can control or what you can't. And when you're playing the victim game like I was for 10 years, 12 years, I spent all my time on what was outside of my control. There's nothing I can do about that. And partially just believing because I'm sure there was something I could do. I just believed I couldn't and took the easy route out. I feel like I sound like a man or something. My throat is like really deep and scratchy. Okay, number two. We're almost done. What are you going to make that situation mean? So here's a circumstance. It is something that is just data, information, It's neutral. It's just a thing out in the world. And here you come along and assign value to it. Circumstance. Me being sick. 
That's just information. It's neutral. But I might come along and be like, that's the worst thing ever. My life is over. This is horrible. This is awful. I can't do anything. I'm sick. What do you want to make it mean? You're in rush hour. You're in traffic. He just cut me off. He's such a beep. (laughs) You might think, wow, she's not very warm or inviting. That's your perception. That's what you understand about this person. So you make it mean, well, she just doesn't like me. She doesn't like me. Okay, I just smashed my toe. I just did some klutzy thing. What do you make that mean? I'm such a dunce. I'm such a fool. I'm whatever. I criticize myself in my mind. I'm such a doofus. I can't believe I did that. I'm so dumb. What do you make that mean? Honey? So whatever you decide to focus on and put your attention on, abortions are being outlawed. I don't have rights. What are you making that mean? Ooh. And then lastly, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, here's an example. Everyone I love leaves. Therefore, I will not date. What am I going to do? I'm not going to date. I'm not going to put myself out there. We approach, we respond to a circumstance. We focus on something about it. We make it mean something. And then we take action or inaction. We do or don't do something. And that's how we build our house. And that's how you can build a new emotional house. I'm going to tell you one other thing that you are going to do in the month of May. And it is sign up for a free 30-minute coaching session. I have a link plastered everywhere that you can go to uh, to select an available time slot. I'm offering free coaching sessions on Mondays in the merry month of May. Doesn't that sound like fun? I thought it sounded fun. And uh, it's only the first Friday by the time you're hearing this. So there's plenty of time for you to skip on over to the link in the show notes (laughs) to sign up for your spot. We could talk about this, your emotional house, how to build a new house. We talk about some of the other things that were addressed in the episode like on previous podcasts, previous episodes that I've shared, we could talk about any old thing in 30 minutes. I would love to chat with you, of course. So head to the show notes and click that link. Find me on social media. Like I say, it's airware. You can find it somewhere. If you absolutely can't find it, just reach out and be like, hey, Katie, when can I sign up for a 30-minute coaching session with you? I really want to. Let's do it. Just uh, shoot me a message. And we'll work that out sometime in the month of May. Okay, you are fantastic. We lasted 30 minutes. That's awesome. 31. Okay, go about your weekend, your Friday. Have a fantastic day and I'll see you next week.